You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, y'all? This is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development, Bill 206, Bill 206 Media. I'm in the studio with my guy, Pooh from the South End. You know, this is another episode of Stories from the South End. Uh, we're about to get it popping. What's up with you, bro? What's popping? Same old, same old, man. Trying to make it happen, man. Get this footage out to folks, man, and keep it popping. So let's uh, jump into these questions. Man, you gonna be acting shy, man, or are you gonna be cool, man? I ain't never shy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what's up. So why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself, anything you wanna share, man, with folks, man. Tell people a little bit about you. Man, my name is Pooh from the South End, South Holly Street. Uh, got four kids, grandson, uh, been running the streets forever. You know, do build with my guy, Dre, you feel me? Isaiah, Will, Clown, and everybody else that's a part of Build 206. Um, I'm one of them cast men, you know, I'm still one foot in, one foot out. You know, y'all know what it is, man. So, <laughs> you know. We're definitely trying to get you to get that other foot out, but, you know, we got to take folks where they're at and make sure we're giving them the supports that they need. But, yeah, you know, congratulations on the grandson. That's dope, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to transition to some other questions. You know, as a kid, you know, thinking back as a kid, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to play football. Okay. Did that, did, did that happen? Nah. Okay. I wanted to play football, man. I wanted to play baseball, shit, and basketball. But, you know, circumstances happen, man. And that one situation, man, can ruin everything, bro. <laughs> well, well, that's, you know, kind of the next question. You know, did, did things get in the way of you being able to be what you wanted to be? Yeah, man. Basically, man, situation happened, man. And... I ended up going to juvenile, and from there, I was off to the races. How how, how old were you when that happened? 14. 14? Like, I was already, I was already in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, doing my thing, but it was a before school, lunchtime, after school thing. You know what I'm saying? But once that happened, man, it was like, fuck school. Right. I'm out here. So you they talk, don't give a fuck. Yeah, you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that was my attitude. They don't give a fuck about me, man. I'm out of here. And so you talked about, you know, there was a situation when you were 14 where you actually went to jail that was kind of very pivotal. But you said you were already in the mix. So, mm -hmm. you know, when did you start getting into traffic? When did you start getting in the mix? And ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. About fifth grade. So like 10, 9, 10, 11? 10. 10? Yeah. What school did you go to in fifth grade? I tried to go to Whitworth, but they sent me to West Woodland in Ballard. West Woodland? I ain't even heard of that. <laughs> that sounds like some nah. real gangster shit, though. West Woodland? West That's Woodland in Ballard. No, nah, so it's so basically, uh, you remember how they, they was shipping kids from the South End right. out there because there's basically said it's too many black kids in the South End. They need some white kids in these schools. So right. there was no black kids in these schools, so they sent cats from the South End, West Seattle, and the Central District to 
over here. Okay. To Ballard. West Woodland. West Woodland in this school called Adams. It was right around the corner, but it was all, man, we got called niggers every day. Oh, wow. All this shit. Mind you. Come on, man, I'm 10. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, I was. And that was 90s. Uh, no. It was 89, Late 88, 88 right. 89. Right. You know I'm saying? That's close. You might as well round up. I'm saying, like, cats was getting called niggers. Yeah. And, you know, by white folks and only, in Seattle and the, in, the, yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s. And the only reason why they didn't kick us out of school because we made, man, all of us, I ain't gonna lie, we all had 3.5s or better. That's the only reason we didn't get kicked out of school. But man, we was fighting every day. They, sure. One kid told me, man, <laughs> I'll never forget this shit. He told me, man, he looked back at me and said, man, if I was KKK, I'd hang you. Oh, wow. He told me that in class. I was like, what? I whipped his ass. You got me fucked up. <laughs> Fuck you mean. So that's when you started getting in the mix? Was because of that or just nah, other it's stuff? Just, it's so, just, that's, so that's like the next question is what made you want to get in the mix? So you said around 10. So basically I get out here, I moved out here for good. Mm -hmm. I come to stay. And uh, so when you shit moved, wasn't, I came here from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, okay. But I've been there, you know, I come visit summertime, but shit wasn't like it was supposed to be after the summer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, this ain't what I'm used to. I don't give a fuck. Like, I didn't have the best of the best, but I was never dirty. Right. I never wore summer clothes to school. Like right. I was always clean. I don't give a, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that. We, I was always clean. You know what I'm saying? And going into that year, I was like, hold up, man. I ain't never had to, you know, wear my summer clothes to school. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, right. And then, you know, like there was no nothing. So what am I supposed to do? My brother already called my mom and my grandma and then ran through them. So he didn't already got the money and didn't tell me he got the money. Right. So he's clean. He's fresh. I'm looking like last year. You feel me? <laughs> right. So it's like, I didn't trip. You know what I'm saying? But I'm tripping, but I didn't trip. So then it's like, I let that year go by, but I'm seeing shit now. Right. Very next year. Man, we in the bill. Right. <laughs> the people that his friends, kids, I'm over there. I don't even know these guys, but they got I'm over here because these are his friends. Right. And their kids. They're doing the most. Right. I'm like, ooh, what's that? Oh yeah, what's up? This is $20. You wanna get on? Nah, I'm cool. But one night shit, it was like, fuck that. Nigga, I'm tired of looking like last year. Right. I don't want to, what a, I ain't never wore hand-me-downs. Right. Ever. You know what I'm saying? My, like I say, man, I didn't have the best of the best, but I was clean as fuck. I was never dirty. Right. Man, one night, mind you, no one's paying attention to me at this time, neither. One night, I come out about eight o'clock. Mind you, I'm 11, 12. Right. I see the homie, he's like, what's up? I'm like, man, what's up? I'm ready. He gave me one stone, was like, this is $20. Boom, the dude pulled up. He gave me $19. I'm hot that I only got 19, I didn't get the 20. He's like, don't trip, boom, and that's that's, that's how it started and went, went, from, went there. from there. And I used to give my brother the money, like, bro, go shopping for me. I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm, my shit's changing, but no one's paying attention. Right. I'm not coming in the house at 12, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. No one's paying attention, why not? Right. So they say, oh, man, you know, people like, oh, man, you know, I'm a parent to this, this, this. Okay, man, you might be there, but you're not there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you a parent? Like, you don't even know what's going on in your house. 
And that, and that transitions us really to the next question is <laughs> what could have stopped you from getting in, in the traffic? What could have stopped you from getting in the mix? Because it sounds like, you know, you had a transition where you moved up here. You know what I'm saying? You were used to having things a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And then it wasn't like that anymore. And then, you know, you got involved in some, you saw things moving around and, you know, <laughs> at a certain, fr- first you shot it down. Then you, at a certain point, you were like, okay, let's, let's see what this is about. So what, what could have stopped you, you know, and you think back, you know, as a kid, like what, what are some things that could have stopped you from, I mean, you even share, like, you know, you were coming home late, people weren't really like, you know, you know, so let's, you know, let's, if you know, I had let's, a me, talk about it. If yeah. it was a me, you feel me? Like yeah. pay attention and give a fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they were like, oh man, your dad was the shit. Your dad was the shit. Yeah, he was cool. Like he was doing what he was supposed to do here for y'all. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not taking nothing from him. But this is what he's supposed to do. Like, right. partners come through, you know what I'm saying? He's supposed to do certain shit. But then on the back end, you know what I'm saying? In real life, I don't know this nigga. This nigga don't know me. But we're in the same household. Right. I'm paying real bills. Why? Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> So part of you weren't able to really just be a kid. I was never a kid when I got right. here. Once I got here, I had to grow up overnight. So you weren't. So that's something that you said that could have, you know, having a little more structure support to yeah. make sure that, or like when you say, if I had a me, you mean how you were a dad and took care of your kids and let them be a kid, not right. you know, you know, some of the you feel like some of the the lack of support or or structure pushed you into an environment that wasn't the best, basically, right? And so, so thinking about that, like you know, and you can circle back or whatever later, but thinking about that, you know, because there's this big movement now to talk about defund police and stuff because what we're doing is we're just over incarcerating folks and that really don't change it. So we're, you know, now we're going through a process or the city or whoever's going through a process or say they're going through a process. So who knows what they're really fucking doing, but they're saying going through a process. But my, the intent of this podcast is one to give cats that I grew up with, you know, a platform to talk about and people that were in the mix that have been doing shit. You know, the, 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 the ones that everybody talk about, they rocking with, you know, an opportunity to share what, could have been done differently, you know. So, so if you think about programs, activities, mentors, or whatever, you know, you're kind of getting into that. That's what. That's really the question. Is like, what supports does the community need? We need it, real, basically. Not to cut you off. No, you're good. What my my comfort and getaway was Rainier. Boom! I pull up at Rainier. I see all the homies. Whatever, whatever. We're doing what we're doing. But at the same time, when I needed somebody to talk to, I talked to Tim. Tim Metcalf. Tim Metcalf. Right. Rest in peace. Like. That's who I talk to. Like Tim knew my whole life story. Right. You feel me? Like that's the only dude ever that knows my full pull. Like I gave him my full pull. Like man, look. Right. This is what I'm going through. To where he used to pull me to the side, do little interviews. He used to have people come in, like and people like me. He have us come do the interview, and after the interview, he'd be like, "Here, this shit's not for free." Right. You give us your life story's not for free. Right. And he'd pay us for that shit. Shit, slide us the money. Now he already knew what we was about to do. Right. I'm not even gonna lie. The dope man was right down the street. Right. He slide us the money. Boom. I'm going to get on. Like man, every dime that I had, I spent it on work. Right. Period. Point blank. Because I was like, "Shit, I got work. I got money." You know what I'm saying? And was like, and then, boom. Next, you know. Juvenile. Next thing you know, and juvenile again. You know what I'm saying? Then state prison. State prison. Federal. Like back to back. Whoa. That was and then that federal prison that was like my 
my uh, time where I learned patience. Like, hold up, man, I'm moving too fast. Right. How old were you then? Let's see, uh, 2007, hmm, 29. Yeah, so we're going to jump into a little bit more of that in the next question, the next couple questions. But I really want to talk about, you know, what core values did you learn growing up in the South End? Man, your friends matter. Pure point blank, like. The village counts, you know, without the village, motherfuckers ain't shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really takes a village, bro. Like, and I didn't really put the village around my, really, 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 really put the full village around mine until mine's gotten to like high school. Right. Because shit, where I been, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I had to put the right people around my kids Cause it's like I know I it's any given moment I can fuck up. Right. But at the same time my kids ain't gonna fuck up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I got this type of people, this type of people, boom, boom. I put all these type of pe different people around them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm I might be, you know what I'm saying, running the streets and going in and out, but at the same time, this is the people I'm around that I'm gonna uh, surround you guys with. Right. So you guys ain't got to do this shit. I went to jail enough for all of us. Right. You know what I mean? So so some of the stuff that came up, like when I talked to Clown and BG and other cats, you know, from the South End, uh, Koufax and other folks, it's like, you know, some of the core values, too, is like the brotherhood, the, you know, the fellowship, you know, accountability, trust, respect. You know, those are things that, that I definitely carry, core values that I definitely carry that I learned or got reinforced, you know, being in the South End, you know, from, you know, in the in the late 80s, early 90s and even in the, in the early 2000s. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, you know, just just showing that just because motherfuckers was in the mix doesn't necessarily mean that you're not getting things that are transferable to being productive. And even like you said, like, you know, putting the structure or something, like you put some structure around your kids so they didn't have you trying to change. You made an environment that was safer for your kids than what you had based on what you've been through. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I'm saying. That's what people need to understand is like, <laughs> you know, if you keep putting people in dirty water. Don't get mad when they're getting dirty, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, but the problem is, it's like, it's not only us that control our environment and what we're tapped in on. Like you talked about some of the stuff that you were dealing with in school in the late eighties. This wasn't no super long time ago. You like know everybody what I mean? said, man, that was a long time ago. Well, shit, I was one of them kids that got transferred to the white school. Right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't cool. <laughs> so the water be dirty, but then it's also like, where's the coming from and getting contaminated, right? right. You know what I'm saying? So there's right. things, that's the systems, right? We look at right. systematic stuff, you know, that the, the water is, is coming down here contaminated and then our kids are playing in it and then they get dirty, right? So it's hard to, you know, you could put a box around it. Rainier was a box that was, you know, around the water, right? You know, or in the water, it's like a box. But once you step out that box, like you said, you were doing the interview, you got the money. But you were so saturated with the BS that you're running in right back to the dirty water. Man, you know? I, I mean, oh, like, <laughs> right, you I know? mean, but that's what was around us. Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not knocking it. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of them situations, man. It's like, man, are you going to, are you going to starve? Right. And be fucked up or you're going to do what you got to do to make the situation better for you and your people? Well, the breakdown is, and I say this all the time, is, you know, if you give people A or B to choose from, you know, whatever you want that to be, chances only, if you only get it to choose from, chances are they're going to pick A or B, right? Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, now if you give them, you may not be able to expose people to Z, but you may be able to expose people to M in the alphabet, A to M, and they still may pick A or B, but at least they got more options. And I think sometimes the issue is, and with your kids, right, they still could have chose A or B because they got choices. Right. But what you did was you exposed them to right. more options. You know what like, I mean? Because like in my situation, like I told my, my people, yeah, it was fucked up out there where we was going to school at, but at the same time, shit, we was doing the best we ever did. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're getting called nigger every day and all that, but in the back end, we're getting awards from over here because we got 3.7s and 3.5s, and we're like, shit. Right. Keep us over here. Right. But instead of them keeping us over there, away, it's, so it's like, I look at it like this. I can live in the bullshit, but I don't want to go to school in the bullshit. Right. Or... I'm going to go to school in the bullshit, but I'm not going to live in the bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, And realistically, as a kid or even as an adult, you shouldn't have to choose. Yeah, right? Exactly. It, sh it should be solid no matter what. And that's the problem. Like, you're dealing with some other oppression over here. You might be getting a higher level of education, you know, but you're dealing with some straight racism. And then in another place, you may be getting a lower le level of education and you're dealing with some hood shit. Look at it like this. You look at it like this. Fifth grade, 3.7. I'm getting called niggers and everything, but I got 3.7. Right. Sixth grade, <laughs> I ended up in Mercer. Right. I went from a 3.7 to a 2.0 my first quarter. Right. After that, I went from a 2.0 to a 1.1. Right. <laughs> and you was on and you was on PLG. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck? Everybody, but at the same time, like I said, no one's saying anything. Right. Because my mom don't know what's going on. Right. Because no one's saying anything. Right. But then when I'm questioned, you already know, I'm going to tell the truth. Look, it's fucked up. <laughs> this is what's going on. This, this, this. And she's like, come back. I'm like, nah. Nah. She's, and her and my grandma's like, why not? I'm like, man, and I know I come back out there right now. I'm going to drive you guys crazy. Right. You guys are going to have strokes, heart attacks, all this shit, because I'm in this shit right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do this to you guys. He did this. He created this monster. He's going to deal with it. Right. Period. Well, and that's that turning point. That middle school is that pivotal point, you know, fifth to sixth grade. And then, you know, all that, you know, sixth, seventh and eighth. And then that turning point from eighth to there's a big transition from eighth to middle I mean, to high school. So you already already answered this. You know, the next question is, have you been locked up? And the <laughs> answer is yes. And I go to juvenile. First time I go to juvenile, boom, I go to institution. I get out. Do you think I got in trouble? You think I got disciplined? Did you? Do you I don't think know. We, I'm you? just saying, did we have the talk? It was none of that shit. Right. It was as soon as I got out, the homie came over, I was back to the hood. Right. You get what I'm saying? No. What's up? What's, I'm cool. Did my probation. After that, boom, it's back to the races. Well, not only that, I know just growing up, it was like we gave a lot of people a lot of respect when they was fresh out. And really, that <laughs> shit wasn't filthy. No, that you know shit I mean? wasn't cool. And but but but, but we were kids. But that's the socialization. But we were kids. No, yeah, off you top. know what I'm saying. So it's like, but when you uplift that, right? When the kid gets that, it's like getting thousand likes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, yeah, this that is what our social this, media. This is what it is, right? You know what I'm saying? So that we, so, we all are going to school, right? Eighth, ninth grade, we all driving, right? <laughs> <laughs> like we're all like we're really doing the most, and no one's saying shit, right? You know what I'm saying? And then we get older. We're like, man, fuck that. That was some bullshit. Right. And that's why I want to create this platform to share that to really be like, what's what? And part of it's the music we were listening to. Man, New Jersey Drive. 
Bro, when that movie came out, car thefts went up in Seattle. Man, New Jersey Drive was the one, but at the same time, uh, it's the same thing that was going on in the movie. It's the same thing that's going on in real life. Where was the parents? Right. Where's these motherfuckers at? Like, no one, only one mom was checking shit. Well, and then police and all them were making careers off of, right. of off of us drowning. And, and they did it to us in the South End. Right. In Norton and Estrada. Norton, Estrada, and Harris. Harris right. became action. Norton uh, went to homicide detective. Right. Like, they all made all careers. Us, right. the, everybody wins off this, but the folks that are most impacted. And so that's the point of this is to be able to provide a platform for the most impacted to share their stories and talk about what worked, what didn't work. If these cats really want to do something, these are the people that we need to have at the table making decisions. Not I ain't going to lie. Uh, they got it good nowadays, as far as the one time. But because <laughs> we could never stand in a crowd of five or six without 10 police pulling up saying what we're doing. See what I'm saying? Like, the fuck? Police want to fight us. We just fighting the police. We just getting into all types of shit with the police. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say they have a good or different tactics. There's all this technology now where they don't got to run up. They got cameras and all that, you know, other stuff to, you know. And somebody can say, like, boom. Right. With their phone and be like, what are you saying? What yeah, are you doing? That, that, but also they got cameras too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm they, just saying, like, they used to take us to the corner and whoop us. Right. We, if you pulled the camcorder out, it was the one. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And who had those? Those is the big bucks back then. Right. So it's like. So you talked about being locked up, and 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 you know, did being locked up change you? No. What do you so, want to elaborate? So, so juvenile. Mm -hmm. My first time going to the institution, I went to Green Hill. Green Hill. Uh, it was basically one step before prison. So imagine, I'm in Green Hill. I'm fifteen, almost sixteen. I'm around them, but drug dealers, gang members, and niggas that's been that's about to do juvenile life. So these niggas is about to get out. They're twenty, about to be twenty-one. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm around the shit. Like this is where it's at. It's happening. Gladiator school. Right. You walking through this motherfucker. Motherfuckers is looking. You know what I'm saying? They're doing. Man, it's on site. Right. I'm here. I'm talking to all the motherfuckers that sold dope. I'm here for selling dope. Where's the niggas that sold dope? Right. Okay. What'd you do? How'd you fuck up? This is what I did. Well, damn, my father did this. I... So this was like, this is like hustler school. It's a training ground. Yeah. I got out, bam, like I said, I'm back to the hood, but shit, within 30 days, I'm back. Right. Coming through Green Hill on my way to Nate's Hill. They're looking like, damn, you just got out. I'm like, shit, why am I on my way? Cause shit, some shit happened and I didn't say it was the homie. I I had to go to jail and it's right. like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So boom, now I'm back locked up again. Then I get out. I'm cool, you know what I'm saying, but okay, now what? Okay, now I'm back on the streets. Probation ain't even helping you get in school. Right. They're expecting you to handle that on your own. How am I supposed to handle this on my own? I'm a kid. Right. My parents wasn't doing it before, so what the fuck make you think they gonna do it now? Right. Where's the support? Right. You know what happened. So, that's another, so that's another thing, you, like I said, just the ongoing support and people right. that are getting paid to track this stuff, really need to be more actively involved to make sure that people get the supports that they that they need. So thinking about, you talked about you having kids, you got brothers and sisters, older and younger, you know, you got your mom, dad, you know, your family, and then the cats, you know, the homies, right? Mm -hmm. And so thinking about like, you know, how did you being locked up impact the people around you? Because we don't just, it's not just you that's impacted, there's a community, right? So, I, Oh know. man, listen, put it like this, like, 
by the time I was 20, my first time in prison, I had four kids. My kids is young. Shit. My youngest was what? Five months? So it's like, damn, uh, when I get out, my youngest is three. Hmm. He don't even know who I am. Right. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, damn. My oldest, he know who I am slightly. You know what I'm saying? And then shit, my daughters, they're looking like, who's this nigga? Right. You feel me? <laughs> so it's like, whew, shit's fucked up. And then boom, I'm there. They get used to me being there. Now, I, they don't really know each other. You know what I'm saying? But then now I'm there, but then <clears throat> I'm snatched off again. Why? Because moving too fast, I got to get on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. But when I got out, like I said, probation didn't do nothing for you. Like, it was like, you just go find your job. Come on, bro. You know it's not that easy for me. Right. You, is that, all right, I'm back on it. Right. Next thing you know, boom, I'm back locked up. I'm back to prison. Boom, I get out. They still ain't got nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking. Right. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, but shit, come on, you're a felon. You're not getting no job. Right. And the shit that they want you to do, it's like, bro, that's not even gonna pay anything. Are you serious? Hell no, I can go over here. The homie can slide me. Right. And I'm back on. Fuck, I'm gonna go do that for. So how did it impact, and not only that, it probably impact the relationship with the it, kids' mothers, all that, man, you know what I'm saying? It impacted everybody, like, like, it, it, But how though? It, it impacted people, like, to the point where shit was fucked up. I, you turn single moms, Right. You know what I'm saying? Turned into single parents and single mom, like, shit. And then they got to do extra shit to make shit happen. And it's like, when you're in a situation like that, you do shit, shit. You're doing shit you normally wouldn't even do because of the situation. Right. You know what I mean? So so that that's what I want. we want to highlight is it's not just whatever you did and you're getting punished or corrected for doing that, right? There's, right. A, there's a ripple effect on your kids on the family, the mothers of those kids, your parents, your brothers and sisters, because they're all also all seeing that. And that kind of transitions us into our next question, which I already know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> you know, do you know other folks that have been locked up? Yeah. 99% of my friends. Right. And so seeing that, how did that impact you? It's like, I mean, shit coming up, it's like shit, you know? We thought that shit was cool. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, hey, we out here. Right. Nigga, if you ain't going to jail, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. It became a normal. Right. And it was too normal. So it's like, when I got, like I said, when I got to the feds, I learned patience because when I got to the feds, I'm not even gonna lie. When I got to that halfway house, they actually had situations for you to get your shit together. Right. Like straight up, like we know you're failing and whatever, whatever. They had shit right here. If you got certain, man, they they had it laid out. They had a person you go talk to if you need to talk to them about the job shit or whatever. They, man, what you need your resume done? Okay, well look, this is what we're gonna do. Meet it. They had the shit set up for you. Or the, the dude that uh, helped me with my shit, he was he was the dude that was doing the school shit in the feds. Like he did my resume for me in the feds. Shit, I got out, slid that resume to the to the boss. The boss hired me just off of my resume. Right. Didn't even meet me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, he can start tomorrow if he pull up and shit. 
you know. That was that was it, but then it's like But it took you hella to get to that point in the system. But 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 check it out though. <laughs> yeah, I got in, but then at the same time I'm in, but then here comes child support. Right. Okay, so if I'm getting paid, like <laughs> you know, I'm working hours, so it's just say hypothetically I'm getting paid a rack, two racks every two weeks. Before taxes, child support then took half of that. So now it's a thousand. Now you take your taxes from that thousand. What do I have? Right. You get what I'm saying? So it's like shit. And they're taking front and back. So that all that might be gone. Out of that two beds, you might see two hundred dollars. Right. What am I supposed to do? For forty for eighty hours of work. What am I supposed to do? Right. You feel me? It's like man, shit. <laughs> I gotta and keep this job though because you know my you know the feds they're they're they were serious about that shit like you're gonna work and you're going back like right I worked my whole time and after that but at the same time it's like I'm about to get back in this shit you gotta be fucked up right you got four kids man and then I'm taking care of other people too right and myself you know what I'm saying and it's like man please nah man I'm not going out like this so I went and got on right. I saved up <laughs> went and got on and once I got on shit <laughs> it was back to the races again and then what happened boom I got caught up again but this time I just had a few dollars to get me an attorney you know what I'm saying they didn't take everything this time right. you know what I'm saying and it's like well you and I talked about that and we can talk about you know a little bit more but you know it's a cold cycle, but it's also like, you know, when you're out there, when you think about all the time that you're sitting down, you know, it's less than minimum wage. You know what I'm saying? All the money you're making fast, you know, you know, you look at the years that, you know, and you add that in how much you would make hourly. It's But I get it. Like it's the pressure of capitalism, right? Like you said, you know, child support one Thursday. If you got LFOs, I don't know they if you, gotta, you know, they want all that. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's like, how do we provide some relief so people actually can stabilize? And I don't even call it re-entry because motherfuckers wasn't even in to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So we need the entry. We don't even need re-entry. We need entry programs where people can get in and, you know, and play the game, you know, not play the game the way it's designed, but actually, you know, participate in the in the in the capitalist society. You know what I mean? In in a real way. So uh transitioning, we're gonna get a little into that a little bit more, but transitioning, how can we help this and the next generation stay out of traffic, out the mix? You know what I'm saying? And like, even, you know, the story you shared is like, you know, the homie, you know, you was in the veil, the homie, you saw it going down, right? <laughs> and their intent may have been to put you on, but really they put you in the on the express lanes, right? They put right. you straight off the back streets of Rainier Avenue, you know, sliding down Sewer <laughs> Park right onto the express lanes to the north end, you know, the fastest lane you could be in. You don't even got your permit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and at that point, you're like, oh, this cat's put me on, but really, you know, we're, they put you on the freeway and you may not even, might have been on a bike. You know, you're about to get hit, you know what I'm saying? You're still a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And so thinking about that, like what, you know, and we, you talked about some things that you felt like you needed. So now thinking about now, you know, 2021, you know, how can we help this and the next generation stay out the mix, out of traffic? Same shit. It's just, it's this man, all the OGs or whatever you want to call yourself, or however, big bro, where y'all at? Right. We started this shit, where you at? I understand you grown, I understand you more mature, I understand all that shit, but at the same time, you're still a member. Right. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean you're active, that don't mean you got to be the one going out there telling them little niggas, oh man, man, you better kill everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you could be the one that's the voice of reason. 
you might be the one with the resources. Like, they might not want to hear you today, but one might hear you tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? But where you niggas at? Even the females that's been out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where y'all at? You feel what I'm saying? There's a lot of shit going on with these little girls too. That's they kind of wilder than these little niggas. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying though, y'all started this shit where y'all at? Right. Y'all need to come out there and be a voice of reason too. Show them what y'all doing. And a lot of times people focus on the kids, right? But really, behavior is learned from adults in society, right? That's what we talked about the movies and all that. A lot of it, you know, sometimes we want to say, oh, we need to get, you know, Pooh a job. We need to get, you know, 15-year-old Pooh. No, Pooh need to be a 15-year-old kid. Exactly. You know, the parent, <laughs> we, we need to stabilize the parent. But sometimes exactly. what happens is, like in your situation, people think like, oh, Pooh's too far gone. So we're going to invest the resources here where we feel like, you know, we talked about this on other interviews that we've done with other folks. Right. And, you know, build. Our, we don't believe that people are too far gone. We build, we believe that, when folks are ready, there needs to be resources available because everybody doesn't pay taxes. Everybody's paying into a system that's not, not necessarily working for us, but there needs to be resources and tools for people to make that transition whenever they're ready, not saying, oh, you're too far gone. You know, we understand behavior gets harder to change as you get older and all that. We understand that. But at the end of the day, when somebody's on the fence or ready or some tragic situations happens in their life and they're ready to make that change, society, we should have some things for people to plug into. Period. So, so you think, you know, the older homies, you know, men and women need to get more tapped in and, and, you know, plant more seeds and be more active with this and the next generation. Tap into what you started. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, if you pay attention, uh, when you do tap into the younger generation, they listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Are you the one that everybody considered a joke? Are you the one that every time you come around, you're an alcoholic? Like, this is what they see. This is all they know. Like, is that the alcoholic, homie? But on the back end, you might be the plug. Right. But you're so gone. When you come around, you don't want to be drunk and belligerent. Everybody looking at you like, what? So then when you do talk to them, they're like, man, please, I'm not hearing nothing you got to say. Right. You're always gone. What am I going to listen to you for? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, motherfuckers just got to get on this shit. So with that, it's also like, what supports do this and the next generation need and their families. Cause you talked about it yourself. Like, you know, maybe your folks needed some support to actually know what flags or what things to look for and then what they needed to do to intervene. You know what I'm saying? I just look at it like this, like the generation before us was taught survival skills cause they had to survive. You know what I'm saying? And then they taught us the survival skills and then they taught us something else, whatever it was. Now, what we're doing is we're teaching our kids survival, love, wealth, you know what I'm saying? And then the next generation is supposed to push the other agenda, like, you know what I'm right. saying? But at the same time, who's really tapping in with their situation? You got, regardless, you know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers just need to stop corrupting these motherfucking kids, period. Right. Let the kid decide on what they want to do. Like, it's... It's not cool for you to be on this end baking the dad, or it's not cool for you to be on this end baking the mom, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, now these kids is confused. Right. Like, who's the one we supposed to follow? Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they're supposed to be following both. Right. You know what I'm saying? Take the good and the bad and throw away the fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, but that's not what's going on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's the ultimate goal of being a parent, right? Is to make your child's life better than what your life was. You know what I'm saying? And with us, sometimes, a lot of times in our community, it stays the same or it gets worse. 
You know, so that's that's you know, and there is there's no good without bad. You know, there's no ups without downs. So if anybody you know if you think everything's just rainbows and unicorns all the time, like that's not real life. You know nah. what I mean? So, you know, but you know it's, it's ebb and flow. But it shouldn't always be all bad. You know what I mean? That's for sure. Like it shouldn't. You need to look a around. A kid should be able to be a kid. Yeah, for sure. Period. You so know we need supports in place that allow families to stabilize and allow kids to be a kid and figure out what their gifts are. Families need to realize, man. A lot of the parents need to realize I need to stop following the trend and be a trend of my own. Right. But part of that is they've been socialized. You know, not making excuses for people. But part of it is motherfuckers came up in dirty water. But at the same time, you going to keep it going? No. But it's hard, you know, I, but if you, you don't know nothing else, yeah, I do. I do. But that's, saying, what like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what supports and what I feel like some of the stuff that we need to do is we need to change what's cool. But right? that's why I say... You gotta take the good and the bad and throw away the fucked up. Cause right. it's like, even though it might've been fucked bad to you, you know what I'm saying? When you get older, you realize, man, that shit was actually good. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you put that towards your situation, but then you realize I didn't have this, so let me add this. Right. But that's not what's going on. This party get mad at this party. Okay, since I'm mad at this party, if I got custody of these kids, you and your side, fuck you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or what happened to the aunties? What happened to the uncles? Like, the uncles and aunties can't even check their nieces and nephews now because the parents is getting mad. Right. They're in their feelings. And then I'm going to keep it 1,000. Fuck that everybody's equal shit. I don't give a fuck. All kids ain't equal. This is the problem right now. You can't even say nothing to a kid without getting their feelings and say you're hating right. or you don't like me or you're this or you're that. Come on, bro. Motherfuckers is too sensitive nowadays. <laughs> I'm just being real. That's like a, That's across the board <laughs> you know what I'm saying like this shit's crazy you know what I mean like I don't know you know so what what goals do you have for yourself now stay out of trouble and stay growing and what support do you need reaching those goals I have it <laughs> you know what I'm saying I got my bros I got my I got my family like you know what I'm saying I got my circle I got my village yeah, but there may be people watching this that have resources. You, you, you know, I know right now we're trying to find you a job. You want a good paying job, right? Yeah, but but first I want to, like, I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep it funky. I don't want to just jump in. I want to come and you know what I'm saying and just be there. You right. get what I'm saying? One of them jobs where I could just be there and see it. Like this, why you feel me? Because it's like me jumping in, like just being real where I'm at with it. Me just jumping right into some shit, man, and I'm in the borderline, it's like, man, I don't want to blow your name. I don't want to blow the next person's name. You know what I'm saying? I got to I gotta build myself up. I'm going to keep it real. I need to, you know what I'm saying, pace myself and really get in this shit and really realize, man, this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Because this is real. But we don't make no shots we don't take. <laughs> hey, man, listen. Like I said, I don't even need to be paid to do it. I'm just saying I just need to be there. Right. You get what I mean? It's like I want to really, yeah, I'm ready. When I come, I'm ready. Like, not okay. I come get the job. I get on, but then a couple of weeks later, shit, my, somebody might hit me for the move, and it's like fuck this job. I'm about to go get this twenty. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. no, I don't want to be that person. I just want to be the one man where I'm here. I'm focused, like, because I'm doing it with Bill. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not doing it for the money. So let me come work with these kids for not the money. But then when it, the, when I'm ready for the money, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, bro, I'm ready. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's do this shit for real. That's what's up. So, like I said, I mean, there may be people that see this that have access to research. Like when we were on the Saturday check and you tapped right. in and you saw Caps, it was like, man, what's up? And hey, don't forget, I ain't forgot about y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, I, I, you, you know, tap I, in, I, man. I was Come tired, on. bro. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know I be doing all the driving. So, but yeah, and then on the back end, I be 
tapping in with kids everywhere I be. So it's like from here to Cleveland to Georgia, bro, like I'm still doing the work. You know what I mean? Like not just in the South here, but I'm doing the work and I'm, you know, it ain't about, like I said, it ain't about the money, but now I'm about, I'm not doing it for the money. You know what I'm saying? So I'm about to go on the other side. So it's like, shit, I'm trying to prep myself and be ready. So when well, I- We just talked about everybody making careers off this shit, except for the people who's most impacted. So at the end of the day, we you you named off some officers that, you know, ran through the ranks off of stepping on cats and crushing necks, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with people being able to take care of themselves and take care of their family. And as long as it's in you, not on you, that's what it is, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you you, you kind of got into this self-love and, you know, we're talking about now we're generation like a love and it's some trendy shit right now, talking about self-care and love and all that, you know what I'm saying? And just you being in the mix and, you know, you know, have for so long, you know, and if you're not doing it, it's cool, I'm gonna press you to do it, but, you know, what have you done? And we talked about a little bit earlier about working out stuff like that, but what have you done you know, to take care of yourself. Like, what do you do to take care of yourself? Because one, it's like, we don't talk about that type of shit like we should, you know what I'm saying? And so it's an opportunity to, you know, to, that when you think about it, and if you're not doing it, like we got to push, like, push each other to make like, sure that we are doing it. As far as, you know, the normal, you know, I go to the gym or whatever, but besides the gym, to keep myself humble, that's why I go to Cleveland. I go back to Cleveland because I ain't always had it. You feel me? So I go there, I get my humbleness. Right. You know what I'm saying? Humble myself. You know what I'm saying? I check myself because it's like, man, this is where I come from. It's like, a snap of a finger could be back here. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I go down to Georgia all the time because that's my balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, because out here, you know, you can be living right here. You have a brother a block, two blocks away or a cousin. You won't even see him. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what the fuck? But down there, I go get my balance because you get there, boom, they know you're there. They're pulling up. Cousin, bro, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Nephew, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to let the presence be known and you're going to see them if they're in the area. If you're in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. The love is different. So. And then I'm assuming like the road trips and stuff also is like relaxing for you just right. to get away and just be on the road and see what's what. And we got to schedule one of those for the Bill Bros, man. We got to hop in, get an RV or a van. Or, like, as a matter of fact, Kendra got a bus now, bro. Hey, <laughs> let's, cat, let's, let's do it. This like, cat got a big ass bus. That, the road is my therapy, man. That's what's up. So, I mean, that's we want to share that. And like as I asked other people that too. So, I mean, make sure that you tap in and, you know, there's, you know, there's other stuff that, you know, that, that other folks are doing and we got to. That's not the normal shit that we were raised on. No, right. we're not talking about take care of ourselves. We're talking about let's get let's get it. You know, all <laughs> gas, no brakes. You know what right. I'm saying? So, but realistically, like that's why we lead in heart failure, diabetes, and all that, all the all the adrenaline that we're going through, running from the police and fighting and being mad and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? That shit tears up your heart, liver, lungs, and brain, and everything else. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that we're creating space, even on some hood shit. You know that we're talking about. Like how do we create space about you know taking care of ourselves, loving each other, and all that, all that yeah, good because, stuff? You know? Yeah, believe it or not, y'all. Uh, in my situation, so fucked up. They said that uh, you know because I had a stroke in second grade. Yeah, I didn't. And know they that. said I had that because I was stressed out. Wow. How the fuck are you stressed out in second grade, bro? Seven years old. That was crazy. <laughs> that's but you I'm, get what I'm saying. That's like, my point. That's that's the situation. People don't understand. Like. Shit may look good, but shit be fucked up in certain houses, man. It's just well, kids that, know how to keep that poker face on. And that's part of where the swag, I got to be fresh, right? The outside's got to be fresh, which is really a facade for 
how the fuck I'm really, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, right. you know, I got the, the the cover of the book look good, but when you start reading this shit, it's just missing pages. You know what I mean? So, Man, so that's bunch. so that so that's that's really really really, you know what I'm saying? So, um, we're about to wrap this in a second, but before we do, I always give people an opportunity since I kind of been controlling the conversation, ask some questions. You know, maybe I would be equitable. You know, I want to see if you have any questions for me. Before nah, because we already talked about it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really. It's just my thing is just this, man. People just need to understand, man. You need to figure out who you are. If you don't know who you are, the shit's not gonna be good. Right. Stay. You can't be in denial of the fact because being in denial, living that double life, man, you gotta keep lying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people talking about they won't change. Okay, if you really won't change, you know what I'm saying? Every time they have a meetup or whatever or whatever the fuck, talk about let's put the guns down and this, this and that. Okay, so. Me and my niggas and our little bros show up to put guns down and all the shit and other people show up, but they're not the people that's supposed to be showing up. These are the people from 20 years ago. Where's the people from 5, 10, 15? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the in-between? Like, the ones that matter, the ones that they're going to listen to. Because if they if you're the one pulling up and they don't know you, they're not listening to you, or you're the one they'd be like, okay, I've seen before, but... What are you pulling up for? But that also talks about people being tapped in on what you started, staying connected exactly. to it, right? So then they do know you. So then it's, you know, it, it builds that respect. And, and then, then even if you're like, because everybody's not a gangster, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's not a shooter. Everybody's, we all know that. We knew who we was coming up. Like, right. Period point blank. And the whole thing is, man, man, people just got to be them, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you got to step up to your shit. Right. You know, like, this is what you started, man. You got to finish this shit. Period. Yeah, so this is another episode of Stories from the South End in the studio with my guy Pooh. We grew up together in the South End. We're going to make this happen. So this is Bill 206 Media, Brothers United Leadership Development. Until next time, peace. produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.